basically mm-hmm. smart people learn from the experience of others and the, especially the mistakes that other people make and hopefully you're not going to duplicate them but certainly looking back at your current year and saying what went well what did not go well is an, a really important tool to set your next year up for success Welcome to the Uncommon Freedom Show. Our purpose is to equip and inspire you to reach your potential, maximize your impact, and live a great life while you make the world a better place. I'm Kevin. And I'm Becca. We're your hosts and are ready to dive into this next episode in our Launch Well series to help you make 2023 your best year ever. We're excited to introduce a new six-episode series focused on helping you launch well into 2023. We're going to cover some key areas that we think will help you make 2023 your best year ever. That's right. And after working with tens of thousands of people, we've learned that you're capable of far more than you think. Now, you're about to finish up 2022, but are you really done? To help you launch well into 2023, let's reflect. Plus, make sure to stick around for the end. We have a free gift just for you. All right, Beck. So the first episode in this series is really about reviewing 2022. Uh, We just got back. Well, actually, it's been a couple of weeks now, but uh, we spent the very end of November and the first couple of days of December down in Cabo on our annual Q4 retreat. Uh, We paired it up with an incredible Legacy Mastermind event that we were uh, invited to, which was an awesome, uh, really icing on the cake for us. But mm-hmm. we took our first Q4 trip, I think it was about four years ago, because I think Melanie was working for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've shared this before, but we actually took that trip, I think, because we had some uh, timeshare points that were going to expire if we didn't use them before the end of the calendar year. And uh, for those who have listened to us for a while, they've heard us talk about the fact that that timeshare was our stupid, stupid tax. tax. We actually yep. did have to pay someone to take it away from us. And we're we finally, finally free. Yes, we're finally free. We unloaded that in 2022. In fact, that didn't even make it, uh, make it on the list. But uh, anyways, that we have a saying, the obstacle is the way. So going on that trip, we um, I was a part of some groups that were really methodical about goal setting for the following year. And so we brought along one of those worksheets and we worked through it together. And I think we spent two nights away. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that the time went incredibly quickly. Um, right. It was a very productive time for us to be together, just the two of us, not around kids, and to really plan our upcoming year. And we came away from that and we said, you know what? This is awesome. We really need to do this every single quarter. And uh, But the most important retreat that we do every single year is that Q4 retreat. So we just want to encourage all of you, you're going to hear us talk about some things in this episode, uh, but it's not too late. Right. If you have to do a planning retreat in January, please do it in January instead of waiting until the end of the first quarter of 2023. 
but after, when you hear some of the things we talk about, I think you'll understand the importance of this Q4 planning retreat. Right, because it's good for our marriage. It's good for refreshment. Um, it allows us to reflect not just on our business, which we work together. And, and many of you may not work in a business where you do the same things or even have the same goals, but if you are married or in a committed relationship, hopefully married, um, you probably have some goals and you're going the same direction. If you have kids, that's going to require a lot of unity and communication. And so for us, it's about our personal goals, our family goals, our business goals. Um, and it really helps go through every area of life. And so it allows us to have that time of moving, looking ahead. But one, one thing we know as well is we have to look back at what's happened to be able to plan well moving forward. Sometimes we're on a great track and we want to keep going. Sometimes things aren't going the way we want and we need to pivot. And so one of our um, most effective tools, I think, is learning to pivot, number one, before pain points, if we can if we can do that. So whenever we see a, a kid break coming up, whether it's a spring break, summer break, fall break, um, we like to have a plan of action, at least thought out, maybe not fully executed for how we're going to take care of time with our kids, how we're going to spend time with them, how we're going to have them taken care of for us to get some stuff done. Um, and if we have a, another kind of pain point, it might just be that you have a change in your financial situation, a change in a job situation. We've had seasons where an individual child has needed some extra, um, therapy or care or something like that. And so anytime we can see that coming and we can plan for it, it's allowed us to be better prepared moving into that season. And so this gives us that reflection to look back and also to look forward. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that we could all do is learn from our experiences, learn from our mistakes. Uh, we were actually having a coaching session with someone this morning that talked about the fact that uh, experience is the best teacher. And, and he qualified with that. Actually, uh, the experiences that other have, others have is the best teacher. Or basically, mm -hmm. smart people learn from the experience of others, and the, especially the mistakes that other people make. And hopefully, you're not going to duplicate them. But certainly looking back at your current year and saying what went well, what did not go well, is an, a really important tool to set your next year up for success. So, you know, and actually, before we move into the next topic, I mean, that is a big thing that I know I've had conversations with our kids about is like, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes. The goal is that we not make the same mistakes over and over again. Yep. Um, so I know that's a conversation for wisdom, even in life in general, and certainly in growing up as a child, raising kids. It's like, hey, uh, let's try to make some new mis mistakes if you're going to, but also to, you know, that other person's point. Uh, if you can learn from other people's mistakes, which happens in our kids by just having someone first go through things and having siblings come behind them, it's like, did you learn anything from that experience that you'd want to do differently? Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of our favorite points from uh, this reflection worksheet. Uh, this is a tool that is available on our website, and we'll give you some more details at the end. Uh, this is really a compilation of a bunch of different resources that we have used over probably the last, we've really gotten into this much more intentionally since we moved to Arizona. So yeah. probably for us, last about five, the last or, six five years. or six years yeah. and uh, have had a handful of different resources and put them into something that we found to be enjoyable to go through, but also very effective. And the first part is reflecting on the current year that we're about to wrap up. So uh, Beck, do you want to share one of your favorite questions or sure. topics from this, uh, this category? Yeah. And we have, you know, so many, we're only going to share a few just to kind of whet your appetite for what this could be about. But one was, what was one word or phrase that best sums up and describes my 2022 experience? And I said, a blessed, but not satisfied, which is a saying that we have, um, that we've heard from others. But, you know, looking back, I 
cannot be more grateful for the life we live, the family we have, the friends, the work we get to do, our marriage. Um, but I'm not satisfied. And I think as a Christian, especially, it's important to qualify that. That doesn't mean I'm not content in the life we've been given. Um, but what it means is I see more things I want to do, whether it's more time with kids, um, different experiences with you, impact we want to make, finances we want to create for the, the work that we can do out in the world. And so um, I think many times, especially as Christians, we talk about contentment and that ends up being complacency. And I know that that's not really scriptural. And so I think it's a balance of, you know, that mindset of I'm grateful for what I have, but I, it's okay to want more as long as it, it doesn't become obsessive for you. Yeah. And as we were talking, one of my favorite questions is actually the first question on the sheet. And that is what was my biggest triumph in the current year? And I think this one's really important because you and I have had many conversations over the last about 12 years uh, since our, our life has radically changed 12 years ago. Actually, it was uh, almost January of 2023 mm -hmm. will be uh, the 12 year anniversary of when you embarked on your health journey, which was really the catalyst for all of the positive change that has happened in our life. I mean, us being here in Arizona, our, our financial freedom, uh, the experiences that we've had, uh, and even being able to adopt Evie are all part of that uh, that uh, trickle down effect of your decision to really right. take your health seriously twelve years ago. But one of the things we've reflected on is that we have to contend on a daily basis, mm -hmm. uh, and there's so many things that are still challenging for us when it comes to being healthy. And then occasionally we have these conversations. And it's a reminder of, but remember when, like, remember when we used to always have one or two half gallons of Breyers ice cream in our freezer and yes. I would eat a large bowl or two every single night. And it's not to give yourself an excuse, but I think it's also really important to look at how far you've come. In fact, we were even talking about that yesterday morning. We were with, with some of our coaches. The yeah. group of coaches that we were talking about. But this, what was my biggest tri triumph in 2022 is really important to because especially in 2022 for many people is a very challenging year. And so to be able to look at it and say, okay, what was a triumph that I had? If you didn't have one, then the question is, did you put any effort? Did you have a goal that you were working towards? Mm -hmm. Or and did you if, just kind of accept what came your way? Exactly. So you probably had some wins, but it's a little bit harder to measure when you haven't set some standards for yourself. Yeah. And and for me, one of my, I had, I had, I wrote down two triumphs. One was actually launching this podcast uh, and it was yes. uh, less than a year ago, but thank you for all uh, your support, gonna, everyone. We're going to talk about actually how this document was a catalyst for me finally getting that mm -hmm. launched. Uh, and then the other thing was just physical health for, for me. And I know you as well. Uh, we really took our health to that next level. And uh, it's been something that I can look back on with, I guess, proud uh, pride, just that I put in the effort. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's not a cocky type of pride, but it's like, you know what? Good job, Kevin. Like you actually, you made some progress this year. Well, and you showed self-discipline because again, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. So. And as we learned this morning, I have self-discipline, but not self-control. So- <laughs> Whole nother podcast yeah, on that. Self-control is a filter for those who uh, might be wondering. So Kevin's filter is fairly low, <laughs> but you'll make this podcast fairly interesting. So that's great. <laughs> and you are a passionate patriot. So uh, how about another great one? When did you feel most alive in 2022? 
I want you, I wanted you to share that one, and then I'm going to share a couple other ones. Okay, just so we can hit on some different topics. So Absolutely, your turn. Again. I love this question because this really taps into I, I think our sweet spot, and it's a great question to ask our kids because uh, it, it, it these are the things that we need to focus on. Right. There's so many things that distract us, just busyness, electronics, phones, chores, and, and so many of that has to be done. Right. But you realize there's so many little things that take up our time that don't lead to us feeling alive. And uh, some of the things that I talked about was our Croatia trip, mm-hmm. which we took for um, our anniversary. And it was just the two of us. It was an absolutely incredible, just refreshing time. Yep. Uh, Bahamas with our kids. I think uh, as we've been having conversations with all of our kids, the trip we took was absolutely epic. And it's the kind of trip that uh, we are starting to look forward to every single year because it's just quality time. Right. And we've noticed that specifically Unique one of our Unique experiences, quality time. Yep. And one of our kids just, uh, we see, it's it's really interesting to see how the stress of school impacts his uh Personality. Personality. Yeah. And being able to unplug and take a trip. We see the best version of him, which granted, it's hard to be, you know, unhappy and grouchy in the Exumas, but um, it allows us to see a side of him that we believe is coming out as he maybe finds his passion and calling and also just works through the part of life that's just hard and it's not so enjoyable. And for some people, they do it fairly easily. And for others, it's a lot of grit, a lot of contending and frustration and disappointment along the way. And that's a little of where we live right now. Absolutely. And some, for me, some of the other simpler things are just golfing, uh, swimming with the kids. That's one of our uh, favorite family activities. And uh, we just have a great bonding time. Uh, Although sometimes it does end up in uh, arguing and I think most of our family activities start really beautiful and end a little rough. Yeah. That's life with three plus Three competitive boys plus a competitive yes. mom and dad. Yes. So, uh, and playing uh, my monthly poker mm-hmm. is, a, is a, uh, a consistent, refreshing time, which is we were doing the coaching this morning. Was something that um, the coach was talking about is really important. I feel it's good that I've got some of those rocks in my life uh, to make sure that I am filling up my cup. And then just the regular dates that we have on Fridays together. Um, and so the, the, the reason, obviously we ran the gamut, you know, right. some of those things are free or essentially free. And some of those are definitely not free, but the point is to, you know, to look for those little things that you can do on a weekly basis where you feel alive, but then also look at some of those bigger things. That's so good. And the fact that we talked, you just mentioned, you know, talking to our kids about that, what a great suggestion, because I think communication between parents and kids is often about, you know, discipline, uh, schooling, sports, um, but how often do we say, you know, what makes you feel alive and really tap into that passion? And for two very structured parents, I think it's an important question to start to also tap into, you know, what kinds of things light them up, even if they don't know for sure. Um, I knew that I wanted to be some form of teacher early on in life. That's probably why I played teacher and dreamt about it and wrote a report on it in school. Um, in the end, it wasn't really what my passion was about. It was more about communication and influence that came through teaching. And I learned that when I got tired of teaching pretty quickly. But um, it's interesting just because that awakening process can help them to start to dream about what they want to do in life. And um, I'm excited to have those conversations with our kids. Okay, so one of my questions that I thought was great was uh, what, and this is not such a positive one, but it's important, what fears surfaced in my life? Um, And for me, it was the failure to lead. 
Um, we had one of those years in business where it was just a little flat. And for a lot of businesses, it's flat maybe a lot of the time, but in our business, it's rarely that way. And so um, I was definitely- Actually, in our 12 years of business, we've never had yeah. a flat year. Like we, we typically grow by 25% would be a slow year. 50 to 100% growth is actually pretty normal for us. Right. And yeah. we've had a lot of wins, a yeah. lot of wins. Our coaches have had a lot of wins and it's always a lot of joy for us. Um, but, you know, strength and leadership comes when things are not easy. And so for me, just this year, one of my fear, fears was just not being up to the task. Um, maybe that's yet to be determined, but I care enough. I think that's where that comes from. It's just a, a real caring for the coaches that we steward and really the clients and lives that we impact um, our boys living worldly lives is another one of my fears. You know, just our heart's desire is that we raise godly men of character who, you know, love Jesus and have the Holy Spirit flowing through them. Um, we're, they're at an age right now where a few of them are apathetically connected to God and believe in God. And, um, you know, we just don't see a ton of evidence right now. And it's hard because we can't force that on them. They can have an environment for that. And, an invitation. And really the reminder that the Lord's been having with me this year is that um, I can't save our kids. And all I can do is be a prayer warrior and a trainer for them and have conversations and show up for them um, and be an example. And um, I'm just praying for the things of this world that are nasty out there. And there's a lot of them that they just flow in and out of our kids and don't stick, but the things of God that they become very sticky. And then the third thing for me that was a fear was the loss of freedom for our lives in America. And that really came from the last two years. And you know, we've done some podcasts or you have on that and we might talk about it some more, but it's very sobering to see what's happening in the world. And yet again, I'm reminded of, I know who sits on the throne. I know where this ends and um, I'm called, it's not an accident that we're alive in 2022 or that we're raising kids this this season of time. Yeah. That, uh, that truth has been one of the few pieces of comfort that I get from looking at the absolute chaos that yeah. we're surrounded by. Right, because it's easy for me to say, gosh, I wish I was raising my kids, our kids in the 80s and the 90s, which weren't perfect. And I know back then I can remember parents having con- concerns, um, 50s, 60s, every decade. I mean, we could be raising our kids in the middle of a world war yeah. or a famine or, or depression. So obviously, you know, we call it first world problems, but the the character flaws and the cultural flaws right now are, they feel really dramatic. And, um, but- as our friends, you know, Tia especially likes to speak into our world. It's like our kids are called for this time and that's our job really right now. Our mandate is to raise kids that are going to be impactful and feel empowered to make a difference in the world that they were created in. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's so many great questions. It's two solid pages of quality stuff. It addresses time with kids and family stuff. But one of my favorite questions is what else do I need to do or say to be complete with the current year? And a lot of us have a habit of procrastinating. Uh, it might be a tough conversation that you need to have. Uh, it might be that task or that goal or something that you wanted to accomplish and you just need to start. Like I said, last year, when I answered this question, I said, start my podcast. And I literally woke up, I think it was on J- December 31st. I remember that. And I woke up at like 530 in the morning. It was like, holy crap. This was the one thing I said I needed to do and I haven't done it yet. So I came downstairs and I recorded my first podcast. Was it great? No. Uh, But was it roughly an 80% solution? Absolutely. I'm so proud of you for doing that too, because a lot of people would have said, I didn't get it done. I'll have to change my goal. Yeah. And that's one thing for you is, you you know, many times come hell, you do procrastinate. God (laughs) help us because that's opposite of my nature. And so working together can be challenging, but 
um, man, come hell or high water, you got that done. And a lot of people wouldn't have. Well, uh, I, I wrote it down and there's power in writing things yes, down. And then the other thing, like for, for me, um, one of this, one of the, there's just a conversation that I need to have with someone that I haven't talked to in a while. And, uh, I wrote down, I've been, you know, putting it off and trying to decide, do I want to continue to invest in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know what, I at least want to make the effort of getting some more information. Uh, and, and so I think that there's probably many people who are in a similar boat. Maybe it's a family member, a spouse, a parent, a child, an estranged child, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to really think about what is one thing that you need to do before you finish up this year uh, so that 2022 can be complete. And the other thing is to release it, right? You know, it doesn't mean you're going to get restoration if it is a tough conversation, right. but it's about doing your part. Anything else you want to add? Uh, just that we hope this what your appetite for the next couple of series and episodes that we have in this series. Um, so we're going to be coming back and talking a little bit more about this document. Um, and we're also going to share with you how you can get your hands on it. Um, I know one of the things and maybe we want to spend a little more time on this next time is really talking about the power in taking the time away, which we mentioned, but how we do this is we do it individually and then we share some things together. And that's what's really important about this. So we can cover some more next time. Tune in and we can't wait to chat with you. Awesome. Thanks, friends. So today we talked about the importance of the fourth quarter retreat. And if you are married, if you have a spouse, we highly recommend that you get on a quarterly retreat schedule. It might be getting away for a date, but at a minimum, take the annual end of year Q4 retreat. The second thing is to learn from experience. Ideally, we wanna learn from the mistakes of others, but it's a wasted opportunity to not reflect on the current year and learn what you want to do more of, what you should continue to do, and what you should not do again. And then we just talked about some of the highlights of the questions that we covered in this yearly reflection worksheet. And we're really excited to hear your feedback, friends, as you get to go through this incredible document. Thanks for listening, friends. We're excited to help you make 2023 your best year yet in the LaunchWell series. As promised, visit beckandkev.com to get our free yearly reflection worksheet to help you achieve the uncommon freedom you're capable of.